Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. This episode features Simon Brodkin. You've seen him as Lee Nelson, as various other characters, and as someone who's done pranks on Theresa May, Set Blatter, and many others. He's done loads of really funny stuff. I really recommend looking him up. He's doing tours and stuff at the minute, and uh, as you'll hear, he's a very funny guy, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Now, this is being released today. It's Monday, and that means there's just a couple more days to go until Desert Island Dicks live on the 1st and 2nd of December. I mean, that's that's Wednesday and Thursday this week. I mean, it's very close indeed. We've got Fern Brady on Wednesday and then we've got Stephen K. Amos on Thursday. If you haven't bought your ticket yet, I really recommend doing so now. They're both going to be really fun nights. I can't wait. And not long to go at all. So get your ticket now before it's too late. The night's at 21 Soho in London. It's really easy to get to. You can get tickets from the link in this podcast or you can find the link on our socials on Twitter and Instagram at DixPod or you can just go on the 21 Soho website and you'll find all the information there so I hope to see you there um, maybe this will put you in the mood this is Desert Island Dicks with Simon Brodkin Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian known for his pranks on Donald Trump, Theresa May and Sepp Blatter among many others, it's Simon Brodkin. How are you doing? I'm good mate. It's, I mean it's rare that you can get someone to do your podcast just on the basis of the title. But that alone, you're like, yeah, count me in. Come on. I don't care who's doing it. I don't care who other, which other comedians have done it. Desert Island Dicks. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a laugh. It was very much come up with the name first, concept second. Yeah, well, some, so us, that's so. like some things on telly. You're like, nah, that was clearly the title came years before they thought of the format. But mm. um, yeah, nice title, nice format. <laughs> and nice to be crashing on a plane with you as the... Um, I don't know, God or something. I don't know what your exact <laughs> role is, but... Um, I don't know, yeah, just odd, strange onlooker, I suppose. <laughs> I've put my Zoom settings, not that anyone will see this, to my Desert Island setting, uh, just to give us a little flavour of what it may be like. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's nice, actually. I can actually see you on a desert island. It gives a bit of reality to the whole thing, so... It is nice. Unfortunately, Zoom didn't do a setting where there's a crashed plane with uh, 212 other passengers. They just don't seem <laughs> to do that. But, yeah, there it is. Palm tree, waves, blue sky, and mm. waiting my my uh, choice of dicks. Yeah, and how did you find the process of, of choosing your, your list of dicks today? Um, obviously there's a lot of dicks in the world and, 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 um, I mean, there are a colossal choice of dicks, uh, from small, medium, large, extra large dicks, uh, especially when surfing through the internet. Um, yeah, it's hard starting from anyone in the world was, I guess, a harder choice than, um, mm. take your choice of dicks. But I'm particularly enjoying this question because I get to say the word dicks, I would say maybe 12 times now. Uh, But yeah, it's tricky. And then obviously I listened to uh, some of the other contributors and um, there were some similar choice dicks. And so you want to be picking unique dicks and not Mm. everyone else's dicks. (laughs) 
fair enough. Given your your pranks that you do, I mean, do you find it? I mean, you obviously find it quite satisfying, like taking people you feel that deserve it, taking them down a couple of notches. Yes, but these are the people who survive. So, uh, had yeah. you given me the choice of people that would die in the crash, probably an easier <laughs> choice. No, yeah, there's there's. Um, um, yeah, obviously I am known for my uh, being able to select some some worthy targets and the world was my oyster here. But it was fun, man. It was fun to think who and why and what level of dickness would they be bringing to the table um, and made sure I had a scan through to make sure no one on the podcast chose me as their desert island dick. Then I would have boycotted the whole thing. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, let's let's see who you're going to pick then. Who's going to be your first choice? First choice. I mean, that there's there's a lot out there, but I'm going straight in hard with um, Amir Mohammed, Saeed Abdel Raham Al Malwa, the current leader of ISIS. Okay. As far as dicks go. I think he's pretty much at the top of the dick tree. Hmm. Um, obviously, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was, um, you know, w- would have picked him, but he, he, he was killed in a drone strike. So I've, I've, I've picked his, his, um, uh, his successor. I think that we would struggle. I think with most people <laughs> on your desert island, and that's why the choices can be a little bit tricky, because you're wanting people who you will have something to go with. You will have something to, um, you know, to, to talk about, to discuss, to maybe find some commonalities on, because you're going to be there. How long are we stuck there, by the way? Just eternity, or what's the... Well, yeah, it's just indeterminate. I mean, I suppose you can make a break for it, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of very much up to you, you know. That's what I thought, I, and that, I didn't want to pick um, a particularly good swimmer. I had Michael Phelps down as a definite no-no because he would he'd make a break for it. Yeah. He wouldn't be interested in helping me <laughs> and I'd be there alone. So with Amir, I'm going to call him Amir. I think that we will um, have to just cut things down to first names eventually. Um, <laughs> I mean, especially given how many he's got. I mean, there's like what, seven names or something. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gone for it. A couple of hyphens thrown in there. And um, uh, so I, I'd have to cut it down just Amir or Mizza, or Matey. <laughs> and I, I, I just think there's going to be too many things that will just... Lit. Well, at first, I'm going to be in fear of my life. I mean, once he sees... Once he catches me taking a wee and sees the lack of foreskin, I think that's going to be an issue. I mean, mm. I might try and persuade him that I'm of Muslim faith, but um, I don't think there'll be much to it. And also, of course, I won't be the right sort for him, and I don't think I will be enough of, of, of a, a follower of the strict sect that he would follow, even if I were to persuade him that I was uh, myself uh, a Muslim. So once he finds out... I mean, we're, we're, talking about, we're, we're talking about sort of chasing each other around the island, aren't we? Yeah. Benny Hill style. <laughs> as, as Amir makes it his his last mission on this earth, he he might well have blown up the plane. To be honest with you, yeah. Or well, I was thinking this, or maybe it was like a you know botched strike to kind of take him out. You know, intelligence knew he was on the plane, and they figured, what's a couple of hundred civilian casualties if we take down the head of ISIS? So then you're going to be really pissed off with him. You know, stuck on his island with him. Well, we're going to have a lot of issues, I think. Um, so then I'm just not sure I'll be able to sleep well at night, knowing that there was the ISIS kingpin on the island 
and he had found out about my Jewish faith and my mocking of ISIS throughout many of my stand-up routines. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know, we'd, we'd maybe try and sort of bridge the divide on a few things, but I'm just not... Also, language-wise, you know, that's going to... Let's say we do make friends, and let's say, you know, we, we, we find some some link, we, have a, we end up chasing each other around and find out that hide-and-seek is actually a really fun thing to play. But, you know, we, we, there's n- language would be an absolute zero overlap. And even if he was to maybe find out some sort of refuge, some bit of food, there would be no way of him communicating with me. So that would be a frustrating time as well. Who knows what he'd try to do. He'd probably try and get, like, a, a pinhole camera set up and cut off my head with a particularly sharp bamboo stick. <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, ISIS are, I think by ne- definition, all a bunch of dicks. Also, Taliban, of course, there was a, a lot of choice here. Yeah. They are, as well, as well, they're a miserable bunch of fuckers. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you've ever been to a, to, a, to a Taliban birthday party, but it's, <laughs> um, you know, no alcohol, no dancing, no women. That was a tough gig for me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he'd be number one. The only way to get on with him would be to just sort of fall in line and convert to his way of thinking. What do they call it? Red pill, you know, <laughs> and just become you know like a militant uh, islamic fundamentalist i think that's pretty much the only hope you've got and then as you say you, you struggle with even that if there's the language barrier as well so you couldn't even try and appease him by sort of adopting sharia law or anything like that there'd be a lot of head nodding a lot of yes whatever you say mate yes i'm all in and i guess there'd be no way of sort of trying to prove whether i was indeed the convert that i was saying i was or um, whether I was still acting as 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 me. There's no. I don't know how you identify as ISIS without any enemies around you. Yeah, because you can't sort of. Oh, I'll blow up something for you. Oh no, I can't. I've got nothing. You know, it's like I'll behead a coconut, or you know, you can't. <laughs> yeah, they're very very limited with enemies on the island, aren't you? So maybe there would be a way of persuading him. I mean, you know, ISIS. ISIS want to be considered an actual country, don't they? Mm. Imagine getting drawn against them in the World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> that was that, yeah, that's, a, that's a tricky tie, right? Hostile fans, explosive midfielders. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are hard as fuck, aren't they, I guess? I mean, the Taliban, they defeated what is the greatest military um, unit to ever be created in history, the American army and they they beat them wearing flip-flops that is impressive they are maybe this guy is actually someone who if i did persuade i was well up for the isis business that he could be part of it yeah he's certainly gonna have stamina isn't it yeah well an interesting first choice i reckon that's uh, (laughs) set the bar pretty high and i'm very very intrigued to see what the interplay will be between him and your other your other choices so are we all on it together the three of us you're all on it together yeah wow okay i kind of never thought of that well maybe i would that there's a couple of people who are sort of on my reserve list uh okay. but maybe gary neville <laughs> okay i'd bring in i don't think he'd last that long 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to do Gary Neville. That's that's too okay. straightforward. And then Conor McGregor was another one who just mm. se- doesn't seem like someone who would really be that much of a of a guy to get on with. He, he's he's all aggression, very few hugs, and also you've got to think that everyone. Let's be honest. We're on this desert island. Anyone who is any of the three of us, we're going to end up in some sort of sexual tryst. <laughs> if we survive, there's just three of us. There's no one else there. And so something's going to happen, whether it be consent or a sort of tying up in the middle of the night. And I feared that Conor McGregor may well be not part of this kind of Me Too vibe. And I feel like mm. I might find myself face down, strapped in my <laughs> strapped to the beach, um, with him giving it giving it large behind me. So let let's leave <laughs> Conor McGregor. I th- I wonder <laughs> if someone like um your Jeff Bezos, your Bill mm. Gates, your Elon Musk, now these people, right, bear in mind we've all got to adapt pretty damn fast. And you've got these guys on there who are just used to having everything whenever they like, however they like. I think they would be, I think they would find it more frustrating than anyone being at, I mean, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, you know, let's go to the moon, two seconds later, fuck it. And now this guy can't even get a coffee made for him. I think especially someone like, yeah, as you say, Bezos and Musk, rather than like Bill Gates, you know, he's wealthy, but he kind of mostly stuck to one lane for most of his life and then kind of went oh and a bit of charity as well whereas like with those guys is so like, i'm not going to fuck around with charity i'm not going to pretend that i'm going to like i know i could solve these problems but i'm going to shoot to the moon in a fucking dick shaped rocket fuck you you know i'm literally going to burn all my profits yeah and they don't even go to them when i thought wow they're going up there they're like land on they like just go up and have a cheeky look of earth which we've all mm. seen on, on Google Maps and they float back down and, and tell everyone how incredible it is and how it's changed their view of the world. You're right, Bill Gates is um Bill Gates is a funny one, isn't he? Because he has um maybe invented the most important machine of of humankind. He's given like fifty billion dollars to charity and yet he is absolutely hated. Um, maybe I should take him just to give him a hug and tell him there's some people out there who are appreciate what he's doing. Um, and and um, so yeah, I think they would find it pretty damn frustrating. I wonder if if we're gonna have us all together on the island, whether we should bring in someone who can maybe talk down Amir. Um, I'm thinking the Pope. <laughs> okay, that would be an interesting. Maybe the maybe the heat would be taken off me while he is going for the Pope. The Pope would also wind me up quite a lot because obviously, you know, the guy's religious. The guy, he's not going to change. Unlike the ISIS guy, unlike Amir who wants me dead, the Pope wants me, wants me on his team and he wouldn't let it go, would he? He's not no. going to, after, you know, year two, say, listen, forget the whole religion, I was wrong. He's going to be doing prayer sessions every... He's not going to be handy. And I need mm. someone who we can... We can get going together. We need to do, we need to be bonded. We need to be best mates. And the Pope's not got many years left. And I fear after two or three years, maybe there wouldn't be a Pope. 
and it would yeah. just be me and um, what well, one other dick, wouldn't it? Just be me and yeah. Amir again. Right. So let's think about this. All right, we've got the Pope, we've got Amir, and we've got. Should we should we pin it down to either Jeff Bezos or um, Musk? Should we settle on one? Um, let's go Bezos. Okay, Bezos. Pope Bezos and the head of ISIS. Just because if we were ever to get rescued, you know, the radio, you would not, you would not believe who we have found here on the island. It's the head of ISIS, <laughs> the Pope and Jeff Bezos. Why are we all on the flight together? I suddenly realised this is an odd one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's for a, a, a companion podcast that we'll make you know, like, for the Patreon subscribers that we haven't yet s- set up. <laughs> I think you've you've got off to a very strong start because already, I mean, it's just impossible to know what's going to happen with this group of people. So I think, Simon, it's a very good choice for your uh, your people dicks. OK, well, look, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. And fortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? I, I wondered if just having champagne there would just be so rubbing it in, so against everything that champagne is meant to stand for, stuck on an island for the rest of your life with three of the biggest dicks. Are you really going to want to say cheers to that, guys? There's a couple of drinks that just send me into the alcoholic drinks, and they all have just awful memories of... One of them is a, a mojito which mm-hmm. I overdid at my wedding and ended up collapsing, as you do, <laughs> and needing to be taken to the hotel and loaded up in a, ta- in, a, in, 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 a, in a wheelchair to get into the taxi. I then left my um, newly... Um, <laughs> my new wife's and my passports uh, in the venue... Um, being so destroyed and then we missed our honeymoon flights the next day so I feel that if I were to ever taste a mojito again it just has so many tragic memories of all the well they're part of now maybe good memories I remember when I missed my my ruined my own wedding and ruined my own honeymoon maybe that would never be even (laughs) sweet memories but either way a mojito is um, is just out because I really did fuck my own wedding up and and, and more so for my wife because she was sober I don't remember a thing I just remember actually waking up in the hotel the next morning because we were staying at a hotel in um in the airport to get the flights I I had no I have no memory I also think my friends did spike my drink at my wedding but that is an ongoing uh legal operation (laughs) what nice guys yeah um, uh, a bunch of ex-doctors no, a bunch of doctors of course most of them so um, I don't know what they carried with them down to London that day and put in my drink but either way I don't remember the aftermath and I remember waking my first memory sort of you know post like 11 o'clock of the wedding night was waking up in the bedroom of the hotel adjoining the airport Gatwick I think and I turned around I was fully clothed I remember a thing and I turned around and my wife wasn't there and I'd just gone, oh my God, my wife has left me. Because <laughs> I just thought, I remember I got horrifically drunk. She was actually having breakfast at the time. But for about 15 minutes, I was like, I have managed to, 
I, that's the shortest marriage, perhaps, in history. <laughs> and who would have thought that it happened to me? Um, I've never been so pleased to see her in my life when she came back uh, <laughs> into the bedroom. Oh, my God, I love you. I'm so sorry. But she, of course, did, did sort of liked me more than loved me at that stage, having completely ruined her last 24 hours. So I think anything mojito-wise, <laughs> it just brings back those awful, awful memories, having partied hard in a venue in Soho and ended up collapsing and um, ruining my my own wedding celebrations. Wow, that is extraordinary. Yeah, well, now I can imagine. I mean, it's a nice drink, but I bet it tastes kind of bitter to you now. I mean, that's what an extraordinary story. It was nice. Once upon a time, it was nice. <laughs> drink too much of anything and it soon becomes just awful. And clearly yeah. I'm thinking about all these stories that are coming um, through my head thick and fast. Clearly I can't take my alcohol, which I shouldn't be surprised at for a very small Jew. <laughs> Our livers are more suited to overeating than overdrinking. Because I went, I went to Ibiza, so excited, having been working so hard, went out there. And then we arrived in the early afternoon. We're going out for a mate's party, birthday, which was the big one was happening that night. And I ordered loads of chocolate cocktails no idea what i was doing. i think it was on nikki beach one of these fancy places got totally wasted and by the time we were meant to go out in the evening to the club at like midnight i was just hung over <laughs> i think i'm learning a lesson here that i shouldn't drink alcohol <laughs> it's just maybe yeah. no alcohol please <laughs> I like the idea of the champagne because it would have come from a plane, so it'd always be in a tiny little bottle, which would just add a little bit more desperation to the to the proceedings. But I think it's going to take a lot to top that mojito story. I mean, I think that's going to be the one that's. I mean, that's just so loaded with emotion and memories, isn't it? And then also, I mean, on a practical level, rum and sugar and heat, bad hangovers. I think. Exactly. And are you want to have any niceness? Is it going to? There's something weird about anything celebrating the champagne. I know we're not going for that in the end. I would be worried that Amir Mohammed Salid Abdel Ram Al-Wal Al-Malwa, um, the, the current leader of ISIS, would use it as a weapon against me. What about with the corks? Yeah, oh, yeah, the cork, the yeah sorry. Shake, 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 shake for maybe six or seven hours. This guy's fucking determined, isn't he? Bang, skull yeah. caved in, and that's it all over for me. Yeah, definitely. I like the idea of, of the ISIS leader of having one of those, like, you know, sort of um, artillery belts, you know, like with all the bullets that they have around their chest, but with just loads of miniature bottles of champagne instead, because like, it's the only thing he can weaponise. I have four mice and two chatelons. <laughs> Stand back. <laughs> and what would the worst food be? I'm quite a fussy bugger with food. There's, there's a lot on offer. I think when you go on tour like me a lot, you either get more fussy or less fussy. And, um, you know, because you're either, ah, fuck it, service stations, whatever, I'll eat anything as long as I... But I've gone the other way. I now take, like, 40 Tupperwares with me on, like, a two-night journey. And then you just become more and more entrenched in your eating ways. So, um the one I'm probably going to... Well, oh, special mention I should mention to any tuna on pizza. Um, okay. I thought I was going to die about a year and a half ago because I had... It's a rare sort of food poisoning called scromboid food poisoning, which what happens... The tuna, can be any fish, goes off. 
lovely restaurant, obviously. Um, <laughs> and it releases this chemical, this histamine, which when you ingest has the same effect as an anaphylactic reaction on your body. Right. So we went out for this meal. I had a tuna pizza. Wouldn't eat tuna now, of course. I'm a complete expert in the field of <laughs> overfishing, having seen one Netflix documentary. Um, but and, and I got home and my, my, my heart started beating quicker and quicker and quicker. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I am having a heart attack, I think. And the ambulance came. It was mad, man. It was really thinking. Wow. And I'm the one that deals with the medical stuff in my house. And my wife was like, what are we doing? Like, I, I'm going to call the... I was calling the ambulance. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though I was... I thought I was dying. They came around. They injected me with... Um, um, what was it? Was it antihistamine? Was it adrenaline? Um, anyway... And and um, it was it was it was scary. So that has put me yeah. off that for for, for life. Uh, although I suspect that the tuna on this desert island would be um, would be fresher. So we're not <laughs> going to do any storage. So that well, that had a particular stomach turning memory for me. That we just have um, that pizza from that restaurant with the tuna and ready for me for me to feel like I thought like I was going to die again. Um, so um, and then. I thought, no, it's got to be something a little more straightforward than that. Something that I, it, 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 I just don't get. I just don't get what this is and why it is the cheese fondue. Hmm. Okay. Now it has gone out of fashion, so I can't see there being much chance of falling down from the sky. But you know, it's pl it's plausible. There might be the odd animal. We might be able to start a fire. And um, cheese fondue, if you don't know, and if you don't know, you're lucky, you get a pan, you have a flame underneath, and you drop shit loads of cheese in, and it mm. bubbles up, and then you get like a little metal prong thing, and you dip in like a stale bit of bread, and then it bubbles up around it. It was, I went away, and I, we had been traveling for absolutely hours, We'd actually um, be, we, we were dicks. We got a flight um, to completely the wrong airport, not knowing that there were other airports, little ones that other uh, airlines flew to. So we got this flight and instead of it being really close to the place we were going, we had to fly like through, uh, we had to then drive through like four different countries in Europe. Got there, totally exhausted. I went to sleep, woke up at about seven or we were with my mates and they had got the correct flight and they were making dinner. I woke up in the morning and uh, not the morning, the evening when they were making dinner and I, 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 I sniffed. I retched and I ran down the stairs um, saying like, oh my God, what someone has taken a shit in the house. Turned out they were making cheese fondue, <laughs> which is possibly the most revolting. It is just, dis it is wrong. It's wrong and I never want to see it again. I never want to smell it again. And I might just run into the water and drown myself if the Pope starts cooking up a cheese fondue. <laughs> fuck you and fuck everything to do with cheese fondue. Do you have a dislike of cheese in general anyway? or is this like I'm a bit of a cheese version? pussy. Um, you know, we're talking um, cottage cheese. We're talking cream cheese. We're talking the occasional bit of cheddar. But the smell that emanates 
from mm. a boiling, bubbling cheese. It, it, it's it's wrong. I think Emmental yeah. is what they use in these things. Is it? I don't think they all have to be that strong, but I think there is definitely a certain type that's as pungent as possible. Now, obviously, because it's so heated, it's like wafts around, and and it's continuously heated, isn't it? Because it yeah, has to stay bubbling kind of... away. It's it's. I mean, maybe the good thing is the waft would get to you know some mainland, and they'd come and rescue us. Mm. Maybe it would even. Again, I've just realised Demir might use it as kind of um, to pour all over me. The bubbling yeah. cheese as another yeah. weapon, as long uh, alongside his armory of small bottles of champagne. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's fucked up. It's wrong, and I don't like it, and I don't want it. If you said, "Oh, I'm just going to have cheese for dinner," someone would say, "Well, you should have a bit more than that. You can't just eat melted cheese. You know, you're not four. Come on." There's but, no meal like... there. There's just stench. It's <laughs> bubbling stench. And again, they've middle-classed it up. We'll put it in a little thing. We'll bubble up. You have the experience. No. We need some carbs here. We need some basic. Let's get in some potato. Let's get in some... Pat- but this is just... It's 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 wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's a strong choice and very well argued as well. Okay. Uh, now, Simon, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Ooh, so I have not been consuming a lot of films in recent times i i um the superhero ones kind of they do piss me off a little bit i don't know where that came from when suddenly almost every movie that comes out that's talked about is a superhero movie i um i think one of the last ones i went to or saw was you know the um was it batman with what's his name with the mask over his face who was the oh, bane bane i think that was like three and a half hours and i just couldn't hear a word of what any of the main characters were saying, which pissed me off. And I, 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 I'm, I don't know whether I become a grumpy bastard. I don't know whether I'm just. I, but the superhero Avengers Assemble. I mean, fuck off, right? They're just getting sillier and sillier and sillier, and they're just cross-platforming. And we'll have him on this, and you can put that superhero on, and she can go on here, and it doesn't make any sense anymore. And not being able to hear was particularly galling. But I wonder whether we should put something, if we are on this island of relentless turmoil, whether we should put on something foreign language, but with Mm. no subtitles. Because Uh, you are so close to being entertained, but just so far. I know, the Squid Games. I know it's not strictly a movie, but it's... um, Imagine just having that in the Korean audio only to not be able to understand what is going on with with and you forget when you're watching you're reading the subtitles and you just you know get a bit of pizza out the oven while your ipad's still on the table and you you suddenly like oh shit they're talking korean i didn't understand i'm reading all this aren't i so to take (laughs) any understanding of a decent bit of entertainment away i think would break us you have the head of isis just watching it just laughing away because he thinks these are great ideas and it's like a comedy because you know watching all these people kill each other he's like this is superb shit you're right um that's going to give a mere quite a lot of ideas of various different ways to murder each other so all in all it's a terrible terrible idea maybe something um 
just old school, just go cats. You must have had cats being chosen. Uh, we've had lots of musicals on, but I don't think Cats has been on. I'll have yeah, to there's check. something about musicals that just grates. I'm such a cynic. And to watch these people grinning and singing about love is just too much for me, man. Maybe what could really break us was like a cameo from Nigel Farage or something. <laughs> Nigel Farage singing the full score of Cats, like a one-man show by Nigel Farage. <laughs> I don't know how much that cameo would cost, but we're going to order that. And if you want our time on this island to be as harrowing as possible, that's what we would watch. That's a good choice. And then, okay, I think I like the idea of the Squid Games with no translation. Anything like that way is just, it's not even something you've seen before. So you go, oh, I remember this. This is what happens now. Like you're coming in cold and you've got no idea. It's a tough one with these. It's a tough one. Um, maybe just the safety video, just showing over and over again. <laughs> Uh, might break all of us as well. An official safety video from the plane, but it's done by someone like Iron Man, and it's in a foreign language with no subtitles. You got me, baby. Can Nigel <laughs> Farage and, and make a cameo appearance at any stage? Yeah, Just... sure. Yeah, he can be the person that, like, you know, you, you know, because they'll they'll have like the cabin crew kind of showing you how to put on a life jacket. Then it will show someone in their seat putting the life jacket on or pulling down the mask. So that will be my, they'll cut to Nigel Farage for that bit. He's a clever bastard, isn't he? Unfortunately. <laughs> He just knows exactly when his political career is over and now he can just sell himself by doing saying any old shit for a hundred quid on Cameo. <laughs> and uh, what would your song choice be, Simon? My song choice, one that I'm particularly enjoying at the moment and would absolutely break me probably to hear again, deserted, with nowhere to go, and no one to perform comedy to, is my walk-on track which I'm currently using on my stand-up tour. It's Franz Ferdinand. It's Take Me Out. Mm -hmm. You know the one? So if you're yeah. lonely, you know I'm waiting here for you. Jesus, I'm going to get a record contract out of this, mate. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm backstage, and I'm snorting lines of coke, and I'm, you know, getting tugged off by one last person, and then bang on I come to millions of people. No, it, 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 it's, it's a similar <laughs> but scaled down version of that. Um, it's a great vibe, it's a great song, and I'm mid tour, and I think listening to that on a desert island would be a sorryful affair, right? Mm. Imagine, you know. Good evening, Amir! <laughs> um, what's up, Jeff? Um, so that that would bring back a lot of tragic memories. But then this has been this has been breaking me and would break me in any circumstances. I am a regular gym goer. I've recently changed gym to a pure gym, which is near me. And the music, the soundtrack on at pure gym is. It, it's it's. It is the least appropriate gym music. That <laughs> I don't know what person is in charge of their musical selection, but they need sacking, and they need it. It's first of all, it is so quiet you can barely hear it. Secondly, we're talking love ballads, and when you're there wow. on the bench press, go here we go, and then you hear. I love you, baby. I mean it every day, baby. Like, no! Interrupted every maybe three songs 
by a list of where the far exits are and explaining to everyone that Pure Gym is an inclusive gym and welcomes all people regardless of gender, regardless of sexuality, and it's a safe place to be. That doesn't get me pumped. I love that um, that policy, but um, we don't need to be reminded of that in between each third song. So I think just hearing that on the island would would bring tears to my eyes, as it does now. I've never been less up for going to the gym than yeah. since I joined and, her, and, and and it's played on a loop. They've got like 12 tracks. They've been tight. They've only bought about 12 bits of music and they're padding it out with their own announcements about gender equality and uh, emergency services. When you go to the gym, it's so important, like the music they have on. And I've, I've got a policy of basically if I forget my headphones, I'm not exercising that day because I can't listen to the music that the gym give me. I mean, I go to a pure gym, but their policy is kind of the opposite where it's like commercial R&B that I really don't like, but really loud. So you really need if you haven't got noise cancelling headphones like you're in trouble. We still have the, the health and safety messages, though, which I appreciate. Is this at your pure gym? They've yeah. got a different selection there. Yeah, so I thought it would be sort of brand wide, but apparently not. Although, I, do you know what? I don't think I've heard the fire exit one, so maybe our policy for the fire exit, ours are just like, just fuck it. They just don't give like, a shit about you, mate. They want your R&B the inc- ballads and they're happy for you to burn. Yeah. I mean, they want, they want to be inclusive, but then let us burn. Yeah. <laughs> and I like being at one with my grunts, you know? I'm a mm. grunter. I think we should... I think loud electronic music is what every gym should be full of and um, I think people can use their common sense if there's a fire and I I think that anyone who has to overstate just how open to various genders and sexualities are there's clearly some there's an issue going on there no gym we would think would not let people join on those basis alone. So there's something going on. They've made some error recently, haven't they? And they're trying to desperately make up for it. Yeah, you're right. Something maybe has changed. It would also have the effect of really winding up the head of ISIS and the head of the Catholic Church, who both have policies fairly opposite. And also, you know, when there is a fire, that's kind of more hell-like image. Hmm. I don't know whether they would be able to think of that without thinking of, of, of... evil people burning. I, I don't know. It would just all be wrong for this current situation. I'm not sure what we're going to gym with, what we'd be able to set up there. Maybe that's where Jeff could come into his own. He seems quite a small bloke. Maybe we could bench press him. Yeah, bench pressing Jeff Bezos. I mean, he'd get, he was so angry, it would almost be worth it, I think. It could be quite, could be quite fun. Well, you'd get I mean, grunts be struggling, from him you? and me, which would be yeah. a nice cacophony. So are we saying then, so we're going to have like the, the pure gym, but your particular pure gym playlist, because it seems particularly inappropriate, maybe every sort of sixth song you get Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand in there, because I imagine... Nice combo. It must generate like a Pavlovian response in you by now. Like it must, if you hear it when you're not about to go on stage, does it sort of get your heartbeat going and stuff? I would just have to pick up whatever vegetable is nearby on the island and... Um you know, set up a little set of curtains. I don't know what on, maybe a stick of bamboo and some of Amir's, you know, unused clothes and we'd pull it across and there I'd be and I'd I'd cry. 
I'd mm. cry. No more performing stand-up. It would be tricky for me. It really would. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that two of the three may be humourless fuckers as well, who I would be able to perform to on the island. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a pleasant... I, I know you want this all to be about having an awful, awful time. Yep. I think we've got that with the pure Jim Franz Ferdinand walk-on music combo. Okay, all right, Simon. Well, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Well, you've got your obvious ones, haven't you? You've got your your ones, your elephants, your scorpions, your lions, that you would just be, as if it's not bad enough, having your head of ISIS chasing you around day and night. You've got a fucking lion who is prowling the island. Um, so that that would be stupid. But I want to go something a little simpler, something that I know most people don't share with me. And that is my biggest dick animal is a dog. Okay. I'm, um, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of dogs. And everyone else's love for them, of course, makes my dislike of them that much um, more grating. Because... That well, I mean, I, I'm out, and they're you know jumping up on top of my kid. You know, they're scared of them. They're licking their face, humping their leg. You know, sniffing their bum. The owner is always like, "Don't worry, he's just being friendly." It's like dog owners and kid owners cannot understand why anyone else doesn't just want to, you know, have their face licked by their pet or child. It's they can do no wrong, and they they. They shit, they shit everywhere. The yeah. last thing, I'm out jogging with the Pope for an early morning religion and run session. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, um, get away from, from, from Jeff and Amir and we're going to step in dog shit, aren't we? And we don't have shoes, mm. presumably they'll start to wear away and there's yeah. going to be shit everywhere. And they smell... And, and, and the owners think they've got this magical bond with these the animals, just because it comes back to them after they've shouted their name like 30 times. Have you seen that in the park? Like, you know, <laughs> Sammy, 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 Sammy. Oh, who's a clever boy? Dude, it's a coincidence. Yeah, I I went away a few months ago and my, like my youngest was about three months old and we were staying on this campsite that was also you know it's like a glamping kind of site there's also like a i don't know they've got like a bit of like a horse stables there and it's like this this some kind of spaniel or something and it was so excitable i'm just trying to get from our sort of cabin thing we're staying into our car and this dog is jumping up at me so much i couldn't genuinely couldn't tell if it was excited or like being territorial and I've got a three month old baby in my arms I'm like the fuck anyway, and the best scenario in that instance is he's excited and wants to lick us which I don't want a dog licking a three month old baby like just why is this dog so fucking springy it's stop it <laughs> so springy man yeah springy is a nice dogs and dogs like they do kind of kill kids <laughs> and the owners will have none of that They're like oh no 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 my doggy would never kill my baby. Dude, your dog just would bite anything. It doesn't know or care about your kid. They eat poo. They shit everywhere. I'm also thinking global warming-wise, they're consuming a lot of meat here. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know whether this yeah. would be a popular choice, but if everyone were to kill their dog, 
I wonder if we would cut down on some emissions. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's that's my that's my little thing. So um, kill your dog, save the environment. I can see that as part of being one of the final um, parts of the government's uh, eco strategy. <laughs> I just wonder if dogs lived without humans like at least a cat buries its shit or tries to bury its shit like what's a dog's game plan if they were only dogs at what point do they just go fuck hang on we need to think of a system here because there is just shit everywhere what are they thinking well they're eating it a lot so they probably are eating other people's shit and there are certain places you go to like some island in greece and they're just hundreds of just dogs on the rampage because also people get a dog they think it's going to be great a few weeks later they're joining me in the i fucking hate dogs thing and they just they just let them go don't they there's a lot of wild i don't know what would happen if you're suggesting all humans were to die dogs take over the world dog gets world gets covered in dog shit what happens next i guess we've kind of done that haven't we at least we rarely bite kids to death we rarely maul we're we're better than dogs they're, they're not intelligent come on man if they were that intelligent they wouldn't be taking a shit in a playground that's the lowest level that's the lowest bar and they can't even get above that so um i mean props yeah. to the ones that you know the guide dogs to be fair yeah. labradors can stay okay. but the rest okay. of them out mate no skills go and when they say they're helping the blind, I don't know how much. I mean, yeah, they're stopping at the traffic lights, but beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> well, Simon, I think you've put together a particularly fine selection for this island. Uh, I, so... I feel sick of the thought of the people and, and, and things that I'm going to be left with. Don't leave me, Dan, please. <laughs> well, fortunately for all of us, this is but fantasy and you have lots going on at the minute. You've got a tour that's has, I think, the most dates of any tour I've ever seen. I mean, it's it's hu huge. Thank you, man. Yeah, well, it's been going great. It's the first tour that I've done as myself out of character. Uh, and it's been going down an absolute treat. It's called Troublemaker. And it's all about, you know, me and my life instead of talking about whatever the characters would talk about, whether that's Lee Nelson or Jason Bent. And it's been a joy to do. And yeah, I just added like 45 extra dates. So, um I'm not going to fly anywhere, obviously, just in case <laughs> I am left with this bunch of dicks. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of car journeys up and down the UK. People got to buy tickets. They're going fast. Normally when it's like extra dates added due to demand, it's like one or two. You've added 45. It's, it's <laughs> yes, incredibly There's impressive. a lot of demand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, and we're adding even more on top of that, which is look, it's really exciting, man. The show's going down a treat and I'm loving doing it and the punters are loving doing it. So maybe this will be a tour that just keeps on going. This is my first tour out of character and my last, as seven years later, I'm still adding <laughs> that 15th Doncast to date. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, Simon, thank you so much for joining us today to uh, choose your Desert Island Dicks. It's been a pleasure. And thank you, mate. Take it easy.
So there you have it. That was Desert Island Dicks there with Simon Brodkin. And Desert Island Dicks is a sync clap production created by James Deacon, produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus. Our editor is Chris Attaway. We get social media support from Jason Leach and Chintzy Clinton, not his real name. And a special mention, as always, to Grand Mamster Flash for our statistics and John Deacon, our podcast historian. Just one final opportunity then to let you know that you can still get tickets for our live shows on Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday with Fern Brady and Stephen K. Amos. I would love to meet you in person and see you there. So go and buy tickets, bring some friends along, see us do some dicks in person. I think we might even do a little off-the-cuff compact dicks on the night where you can submit your own choices as well and uh, have our guests critique them as well. So there's lots of reasons to go there. I might even buy you a drink. Who knows? That's it for me. We'll speak again soon. Hopefully I'll meet you in person. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.